So, this is Big Airliner, and it's uh, it's not going to make it to its final destination. And it may or may not, but everybody's kind of hysterical. And, you know, the stewardess just starts, like, bawling her eyes out. And she's like, I can't believe I'm going to die a virgin. I can't believe I'm going to die a virgin. Like, I'm never, I've never, you know, been in a serious relationship. I've never been married. Like, I don't know what it's like, you know, to be... To meet somebody who really makes me feel like a woman, um, you know, a few rows back, a really big, good-looking guy, you know, nice head of hair, uh, starts walking towards her, and she's like, looks up, and the other stewardess will, like look over, and obviously why he's walking the direction, and he starts unbuttoning, his, you know, the the sleeves on his shirt. He starts unbuttoning the shirt. She dries her eyes. She kind of fixes her skirt as she stands up and, you know, from a few feet away, he takes off his shirt, you know, pretty good chest, pretty ripped. He takes a button down shirt and throws it to her and says, after you get me a beer, iron this. They're called flight attendants, <laughs> not stewardesses. That's the takeaway. <laughs> Start over. All right. So there's a plane that's going down. After you get me a beer, iron this. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. And welcome to Carnival Personnel. Have I got that one from Harvey Weinstein. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Joe, they say it wanted get done. They say <laughs> it couldn't get done. They say. It shouldn't get done. Thank you. But but here we are. Um, and, and congratulations to us. Apologies to the rest. I've never apologized. Oh, wait. <laughs> I have. So, Every single episode. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Let it, me get let me get this out of the way. Hitler. Anyway, so so we uh, <laughs> hey, so, Anything else? Come on, now's the time to say the C yeah, word. Well, <laughs> say the C word. Happy anniversary. That's your that's my Catholicism? No. That's my it's, it's same thing. My same thing. My anniversary gift to you is that you can say anything you want and I'm not gonna bleep it or really? edit it or cut All it. Right. So you're not gonna you're gonna let me say Rugi <laughs> uh, Right. So this is the you know, I, I and, and it is it's such a cliche to say, it's like when you have a baby or, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's one, you know, it. The baby's it. I'm going to, you know, am I being gender neutral? Gender neutral, yeah. Snowflake. No, that's the way it's going to be. Okay. Or I can't remember when I had a little boy or a girl, so I'm going with it. Um, but, yeah, it, I, can't, I cannot believe that we've been yapping at each other for a solid year now. We've never done any project together creatively that has lasted a year. Never. Formal edition didn't it? No, like, and that whole time and, we cranked uh, out that much gold in under a year. It started in August of '94, and I think ended like June of '95. Yeah, because that's when I headed to California. Yeah, oh, but it just seemed like we did. So it just seemed, yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> it seemed like we've broken so much ground in public access, like I, and I, bad I, comedy, <laughs> and awful impressions, and mumbling. Oh, the mumbling. Yeah, but then there's the stuff that you brought to the table. <laughs> then, no, then there's the gold. They, they, you know, like you know, uh, you apologize. <laughs> what is it? The, uh, we had to apologize 
for him with our set. They were still booing him when we were on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, it it and it's it is it's 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 been amazing. Like you know the the last year. Wait a minute. I've been doing this for a year, and those little fuckers up there still can't play piano. What the? They still can't play Happy Birthday. They have a bad teacher. <laughs> no, they're bad students. No bad student, only a bad teacher. <laughs> you never watched the Karate Kid, you would never know. <laughs> but uh, but you know, it, it, it it's been fun. Uh, so this is our year anniversary and our farewell. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Goodbye. Make no mistake. <laughs> this is it. Get back. <laughs> this is it. So we uh. So, anyways, so we're plug it now. Um, it might have come up once or twice on the podcast. The name of the podcast, Carnival Personnel. Uh, I'm taking full credit for, and only because I'm smart enough to have a friend like Joe who came up with it. Because the, when we were going back and forth about the names of it, we had all kinds of nerd takeoff names and gaming names and puns and stuff like that. And I think we had like three guys, a podcast and a pizza kitchen was on the list um, and all that kind of stuff. And then Joe was just like, how about carnival personnel? And there, it, 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 the discussion stopped. There was no more talking about it, voting on it, hammering it out. <clears throat> the discussion stopped, meaning Jacques didn't answer. That was the discussion <laughs> that stopped. It's not like I floored the room. No, but we are we haven't done many sideshows as of late, but we will be doing a special sideshow that will drop on Thursday and uh we will just be chatting, you know, chatting the jerk. And, I, and Joe doesn't want to do this, but I I cuz I have no life. Like I've listened to podcasts like Kevin Smith doing a podcast, watching a movie and like talking about the movie that he loves that he's watching. And you don't really hear the movie. You can kind of hear the movie in the background, but he talks like, you know, what he loves about the movie. But I don't know if you would let me do that for two hours. <clears throat> and would it be talking about the movie or would it just be saying every line a fraction of a second beforehand? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> All right. That's about it. And I that- think the creative juices would not be flowing during us watching The Jerk. Wait. So sitting next to me in a movie I've seen 500 times, quoting it just before they say it, so I let everybody in the room know that I know it, isn't creative? No. Okay. I stand corrected. You sit corrected. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, All right. So let's get into this show. I saw on Twitter today... um, you know, firm, firm. Let's plug another podcast like Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. It's like, oh, thank you. That that today in '92 is when Johnny Carson went off the air. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, and I, as were you, a big Carson. You know, you can't. I mean, I wasn't a big Carson guy, but I watched Carson occasionally. I was like in high school when he went off the air. And I was at Fitchburg, and it was honestly, it was my JFK assassination, where were you moment. Oh, wow. Our friend Pepsi, your friend Pepsi. I remember. Rest in peace. Lived for Johnny Carson. Like, I, I mean, that, that was her, I don't know what, what you, know, you know, like. Her Oprah. Her, no, no, I'm just like, honestly, her life was, was. The last 40 years, anyways, was a slow decline into quicksand and, and schizophrenia. And this was like the one rope that somebody threw to just keep her somewhat tethered to reality. Like even when she had her famous – and by famous, I mean in, infamous um, – uh, <laughs> one day – for two days, she had flour all over her face, ski goggles, and was sitting 
on the fire hydrant out in front of or across the street from our apartment talking about how she traded an eyeball with her brother who needed an eyeball for his kidney. And that's when we're like, all right, Pepsi's had her moments, but we got to put her in the car and take her somewhere. I am so stealing that bit. Uh-huh. I, I mean it, dude. It, it, it's like... And, uh, Someday I'll have Rod here or, or Dan or John and they, because as John will tell you, my memory from like 89 to uh, 98, 99, ain't so, ain't so crystal clear. Uh, have a few, have a few dead spots in there, a few, <laughs> few uh, patches of, I think this is how it went down. It's what I read in the police report. It's like the Star Wars expanded universe. It's gone. It's gone. It really is. Um but anyways, we were with Pepsi when when we watched the last broadcast. And to this day, like, the tears, and it's, like, so hot. I mean, honestly. Did you ever know that you're my hero? Did she, is that what she sang? Did she sing Wing Beneath My Wings? Yes. I Bene- believe so. Bette Midler Bette got Midler. On, on the desk. And just, oh. you are the wind beneath my wings. But it, but it was. I mean, ah. Uh, but so, so and, and then it was funny, then, you know, to continue, um, Gilbert also posted, I think it was Gilbert posted this phenomenal clip of Tony Randall just beating the shit out of Johnny. I saw it, yeah. It was a minute and a half of, you got three good zingers in there. Like, wow. And and it's like, I I really don't, and was it contentious or was it that's just their nature with a good, honest ribbing? Or was Tony Randall just... I don't know. Tony Randall seemed a little too honest. And that last line... About his marriages. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. The, that was like the coffin meets the heart of Dracula. Because, you know. I mean, the stake meets the heart of Dracula. The uh, Cut that other part out, Joe. No. Okay, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> You're such a douche. Um, you retarded cunt. <laughs> there we go. There we, I slipped it in there. But, uh, no, because I, I remember, you know, um, you know, you would see certain talk shows. Well, like the whole now it's like Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon type thing. You know, there's no way they're not like the best of friends, but are so nasty to each other. But that that didn't that seem like. How many times has Tony Randall been on The Tonight Show? <laughs> After that? Yeah, I, I, I wonder. We'll have to have our research. Maybe we can have Paul uh, Raybone from <laughs> <laughs> from the Gilbert podcast do the research on that. The. Um, but it was. I, it, when I saw that, you know, and it's not like the 30th anniversary or something of him being off the air. It's like an odd number. But he had just posted that, and it just all the all the Pepsi memories came flooding back and all the Johnny Carson. So we should have our own anniversary flashback show is what you're saying. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I, Remember when Gary Shandling did that? The fake yeah, the It's fake. Gary Shandling show, like, uh, retrospective? Mm-hmm. Where uh, it was like pre Larry Sanders, but it was on. It's the Larry Sanders show. We never watched the second I mean, it's half. The, it's Gary Shandling's show. Never saw the second half of that documentary with you. Oh, we, we got to get. There. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm, I, so, and now I'm going to say it right off the bat. Fuck you, movie industry, for wrecking my kids' chance of college funding. <laughs> uh, seriously, dude, it's like, I, and and of course, you know, I'm a couple weeks behind, but you know, I didn't see. Infinity War until like the second week, and I saw Deadpool this week, and I like literally, it's just at least Deadpool. It was just me and, and management, and it wasn't yeah, you, know, you know, the two dream squashers. But it's like now we got Solo, and we have to see that this weekend, and then literally just after I pay off that loan, <laughs> it's going to be Jurassic World, and it's just like boom, boom, and then Ant Man comes out, and it's one of those things where there's there's some movies 
you can wait. You know what I mean? It's like there's been a couple of Matt Damon movies that like downsize and some other stuff that they're fine on the red box. You see them and you think, that's interesting. Check your watch. I can wait three months for red box. Um, but honestly, it was Thor Ragnarok was just leaving the theater when Black Panther came in. And Black Panther was like still like number four or five in the box office when Infinity War came out, you know, and then Infinity War is, you know, still doing what it is, Deadpool, you know, and it's like Deadpool will still be in the top five. Well, it is going to be in the top five, but this weekend it's going to be solo. It's like in each one of these movies. And again, it's like it's the movies and it's the snacks. And yes, I'm bitching about it because there's so much stuff that I physically cannot not go see in a big screen. Uh, well, first world problems. Yeah. So, uh, and what and what and what was the real joke there? What college fund? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Seriously, who, who am I kidding? Yeah. While they're playing chopsticks up there for the 80th time, <laughs> and not well. Right. And not well. Right. The keys. Wait light, a minute. The keys light up as you play. Is that a? Is that a? Is that a Korean joke you made? You fucking sick racist bastard. Do they use chopsticks? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, management does, and her mom does, and the boys, you know, you know, try. And yes, yes, faithful listeners, I do have lightsaber chopsticks at the house, <laughs> and I think I got them from Biff. So you saw Deadpool, and I, I didn't. You saw Infinity War, and I did it. You saw all of Black Panther. I saw half. Um, I got some catching up to do, but you know, those YouTube videos about old Nintendo games aren't going to watch themselves. <laughs> they are not. No. Hey, did you know that there was a game called Super Mario Brothers that came out for the Nintendo? When? 1985. What? Yeah. Why is this the first I'm hearing about it? I don't know, but I'm watching at least two videos a day on it. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to do my non-spoiler review of Deadpool. I will summarize it by saying I will let Ryan Reynolds sodomize me while watching Deadpool. And see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it's all the fourth wall stuff that you, you love. Um, and by you, I mean me and everybody who's seen it. Like, I've not seen anybody say, okay, we get it. He's talking to the camera. Ha, right. move on. No, you can't move on. That is Deadpool. You know, and I'm not giving anything away, but it's really funny that the guy who plays Thanos is the guy who plays Cable. Yeah, Josh Brolin. And it's one of those things. It's like, okay, uh, how much money? And that's the same thing. It's like, okay, so Christopher Pratt, you are in Infinity War, and just as it leaves the theater, it's in time for Jurassic Park. You yeah. Know? How do you have time to sleep on the pile of money that you make? <laughs> and this is going to be, I think Josh Brolin said it in an interview, like he's like going to start backing off of movies for a while. He doesn't want to be overexposed. Um, because he does want that cash money to be rolling in. So you won't see him in the Freddie Mercury movie. You probably won't see him in the Christopher Robin movie that's coming out. Um, so, you know. but Oh, so only movies that gross a billion dollars is remember, what you're saying. Right. I mean, do you remember the year, I think it was I think it was 01 or 2000? Remember Jude Law? Yeah, everything. Jude Law was in five you movies. Turn around. And, and it was it, one piece of garbage after the next. And the thing is, like, th- those movies are planned years in advance, and they take so long to shoot and produce and stuff. It's just... Well, they're pigeonholed. And then when Jude Law gets hot, it's like, shit, we got that Jude Law movie we've been sitting on for two years. Let's put that out in the theaters. See? Yeah, see? <laughs> uh, are you going to get to see any of these? Uh, I'll, or are you waiting for the Apple TV? No, no, no. I'll see Deadpool... Probably, I gotta go see Avengers. I mean, that's a sin to not see it in the theater. Um, yeah, I think I'll see Deadpool and Avengers. I think I'll wait on Christopher Robin. 
<laughs> you don't know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, okay. that, that's, a, that's a Winnie the Pooh story. Yes, right. Most people don't realize that that's a Canadian story. Mm. Much like Deadpool, because <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. So you like either Deadpool. I like either Deadpool a lot. Uh, I like either Deadpool that um, it, it's, it's going to be a franchise. It's not going away. Um, you know, and, and, and in fact, like, you know, they're going, I, I think they're going to expand it. I don't know how much quicker they're going to make these. I don't think they're going to like crank it out. Like every year there's going to be not one. like you crank it out to Deadpool. <laughs> don't, don't judge me till you see it. You, you <laughs> I see don't want to see you cranking out. Why? <laughs> you know? Well, you know, been there, done that. Okay. Well, it's old hat. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, it's been, it's been one of those springs and like summer where and and i'm quite sure if we went back it's been like this since the whole marvel cinematic universe and now that dc's trying to catch up i don't think there's a lull where there's a not must see tv or not must see in the theater movie more than every three or four months i don't think you get a four month break no 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 and then of course i buy it the first day it comes out on apple tv i even as racist as I am, I pre-ordered Black Panther, you know, and so the day it came out, I was able to watch it. Well, when it comes to buying black things, <laughs> you're all in line. Like, people, you bastard. Anyways, uh, so, so yeah, so we got that. Now, I, don't, I was going to put this under the sports thing. No. But I'm going to, it's not a sports thing. No. Um, what, is, what is the only way to, to properly say it? I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? The NFL. What about uh, it? Fuck you, NFL. Yeah, fuck. And them. there's no other way to say it. No, they're they're fucking they're they're plantation slave owners. And did you? In 2011, when I make the declaration, I'm not going to watch the Red Sox anymore. Did anybody who knew me and knew how much on and you know on, on that October night in 2004 that I cried like a baby when they won the World Series? I mean. Absolutely. And it was a sweep. It wasn't like this stunning thing, like it was a great game seven, ninth inning, you know, walk off. It was a sweep. And I remember be, I remember the bar I was in Santa Monica with management. And I called our old friend Kim, who Kim and I like, you know, for like two summers sublet it like in the shadows of Fenway. And we got standing room tickets almost every single night, two summers in a row. And it's like... <clears throat> That was one of our things for like years. Uh, you know, my friend John again lives and breathes. You know, for the socks, I cry like a baby. It was, you know, honestly, it's like when the Bruins won the cup or the first Patriots and stuff like that. But even more so, I mean, that that's the team that killed you more than anything. Right. Uh, and after 2011 and the stuff with Francona and the shitty management and the stunt they pulled, I'm like, fuck you, you are a classless piece of shit. I'm done. And the next year, I was stunned I didn't watch anything and I didn't miss anything and how much time I had freed up I'm not going out and saying I can do that yet with the Patriots or the NFL but I tell you I'm getting pretty fucking close and I will not buy any NFL merchandise I will not buy any Patriot merchandise um, I will not pay for any like well not that I pay for much stuff but it's like yeah um, and you I will am, not work with the NFL hmm <sighs> It's, oh, I've crossed the line. No, and, and the thing is, because working with the NFL, the 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 cachet that that came with 
has what opened the doors to working with absent military booking in the Middle East. It's what's led to, I mean, when, you know, with with the pirates, you know, with the with the with the Massachusetts Pirates when they realized I've done a hundred NFL things, um, but I don't know. I, Not I, to say that they haven't served you well in the past, right? But. But it, it hey, is—it's one of those. Gotta eat. Well, no, I don't know. It, it, it's like because I've said it's like if you support Lotus after the fine people thing, you have to you have to come to the understanding. It's like I'm a partisan. I'm a hack. But you can't deny you can't deny that you work for an unabashed racist. You know, and with the NFL, I can't think of a more scary racist public thing ever and and and, I, and I'm not being over dramatic the absolute war that started to be fought against the first amendment before the election even before the election Blotus was threatening that he wants to look at the first amendment and wants to make it easier to sue people for libel and sue the media the way he has treated the media the way the media is being treated up till now like last week you know Scott Pruitt at the EPA Physically had security remove CNN and the AP reporters out of the building where he was giving a speech. I mean, literally blocking access by the fringe media, the AP, and but Don't CNN. digress. You stay with the but, NFL. But the NFL, I mean, this ban on taking a knee, this absolute – so let's let's go down the list. Um, drowning dogs with bare hands? Uh, we can get away with that. That's fine. Beating wives? Oh, that just you know part of the game. Gun gun charges? Well, you know these guys got to protect themselves. They they are millionaires after all. Um, defrauding defrauding people by taking military money and pro, and and doing the when they when they got busted for having these military appreciation things and then it turned out they were sponsored things by the military. Yeah. Or how about like that they keep ninety five percent of all the pink jersey and all the. Um, the 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 cancer stuff. Yeah, the Susan B. Komen. Yeah, that ninety five percent of the profits of that are kept by the NFL. That we're still good with that. Look, a portion of the proceeds go to the charity. <laughs> um, you know, I I could I would try to think of other things, but I have CTE from banging my head against the wall over the past year and a no, half. Not not heard about it. Oh no, it's fake news. Okay, so then the NFL hasn't heard about it either. So right, and that's, oh no, well, they, they, I think they've kind of leaned into maybe acknowledging that there might be something there, but we're still gathering all the facts. Something about a billion dollar payout to ex NFL players, <laughs> something along those lines, or as I like to say, one ninth of last year's profits. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, um, but at least we're getting all that tax money from the revenue. Yeah, because. Oh wait a minute! No, no that's, that's me being sarcastically. Right. They're a tax-free organization, they're a non-profit organization. Or has that since been lifted? Are we talking? No, are we they're, they're still under the same, you know, the same guidelines, and that's why, you know, going back to the previous Spygate when the. I think it was Alan. Alan. Oh, I'm trying to think of the senator from Philadelphia wanted Goodell. To release the Spygate videos, and he threatened the, to to uh, pull the NFL's tax exemption. Yeah. But but we are like we've danced around the actual fi- subject about what the, we're mad about the NFL right now. Right, the black people are peacefully protesting black people getting shot for being black. Right, and and as not, and it's been spinned into them disrespecting the flag. Yeah, but don't forget. Don't forget those black bastards, those sons of bitches 
who were saying that uh, John McCain's not a war hero. Remember when Kaepernick <laughs> came out, that son of a bitch, and said that John McCain wasn't a war hero because he got captured? You remember that? You're mixing up two things, but maybe it's because of the CTE. Oh, what? What? <laughs> what okay, it was Kaepernick who said that that John McCain not voting for the new CIA director because her history with torture, his vote didn't matter because. He was going to die anyways. It, it's it's it was Kaepernick who came right out and disrespected a. Listen, a, you snowflake, Lianke son of a bitch! I ain't hearing nothing right now except Hank Williams' music coming out of your mouth. Cause that's all I hear. I signed my name with an X. <laughs> it's a great line from Saturday Night Live when he did uh, Will Ferrell did John Rocker. Remember the guy John yeah. Rocker who like he went I, the can, cr- I, I can take. He started. Oh, let me finish the, okay. the reference. He started. He started yelling at people on a subway. Racist things that no. people. He said, "I can I can drive, you know, for five hours on the New York subway and hear every language but English." Oh right, right, right. And yeah, so he said something about the seven train, which is like which a, I mean. Anyways, John Rocker. He said, uh, you know, he went on Saturday Night Live as John Rocker. He said, "I saw my name with an X." Great, cut that part out. No, Joe. don't okay, cut I'll that cut out that because no. But I mean, it's like they to say. This is anything about unabashed racism. And I just wish that the billionaire black owners of the NFL would stand up. For their own. For their own. But where where are they? I don't know. Black privilege, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Because you think of, so currently, I think it's either two-fifths or two-thirds. Two-fifths or two-thirds NFL franchises have been handed down from either great-granddaddy to granddad to dad, to son, you know, and like, you know, the, uh, we can go down the list and, and my beloved Patriots are obviously going to oh, go yeah. from, from the crafts know, from to the, the crafts, crafts to the yeah. crafts to the crafts. I mean, the Davises it's to, to the go, Davises, the Davises. And it's like, Jerry Jones doesn't die though. Yeah. It's not yet. Um, but literally, it's like so. The gun charges are okay. The wife beating's okay. The drowning dog's okay. The serious drug charges, not the marijuana. Fuck that, you know. But you've had people in the last couple of years who have had gun charges where you know serious, serious, serious crimes, two to four game suspension, or or you know you go, but it's quiet civil disobedience it's and not turning their back on the flag not giving the bird it hasn't but here again here is the brilliance of the gop the absolute brilliance of them to take hey in the last year we've had eight people shot in the back choked to death for serious capital offenses like selling illegal cigarettes um, having a taillight out, absolute capital offenses caught on tape in which no officer, coincidentally, all white, happened to do this. And they just took a knee saying, hey, I'm just trying to bring light to this horrible situation. And they're the bad guys. The brilliance of making the Jews being led into the oven the bad guys. I think you're undermining the serious crime of blacking. Yeah, no, you know, it's true. I mean, I mean you know, do you know any blackers are out there? A lot of them. A lot, of, a lot them. of people are out there blacking their ass off. Yep. And, and, and what am I and, supposed to do? Just sit here and take it? No. You got to go out there and, you know, defuse the situation. And as quickly as you can. Right. Uh, Usually with a gun. You know, but again, I mean. Anyway, we, 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 we're getting way off into but, the But for the NFL here. to buckle under the pressure from this, from this military-hating uh "Quote unquote leader who's going out of his way to and and, and we're not. I going, would love the military more if they just give me a damn parade, right? You know, uh, you know. We just talked <laughs> about the John McCain things. You know, the brave men and women who you know 
happen to be trans who are putting their life on the line and for them to be treated the way they are by this guy. I'm not relitigating all of that, but I am saying, fuck you, NFL, and I can't, Joe. It's like I, I don't watch a lot of NFL other than the Pats. And and we will get in under the sports section. We'll talk about what a D back Mr. Brady is. Um, I was way off on my get ready to hate Brady in four or five years thing. I was off by four, four or five, five years. years type thing. But you know, and how many? And it's like, and again, the whole thing is like, well, that's why the numbers were down last year. Nineteen of the twenty watch shows. In the year 2017, 19 of the 20 most watched programs were NFL games. Now, granted, the numbers wore down a little bit across the board. Um, I think it's, you know, it's more oversaturation than quiet, civil, obedient protest. Uh, and, and again, to bow to a tyrant. So for a tyrant who's attacking the media, and now they are taking away the First Amendment right. And there's no way this doesn't go to the Supreme Court. And, and, and my fear is we know who owns the Supreme Court. In defense of the awful people, they are employees. Their First Amendment rights are they – are, they're free to express their First Amendment right. But they have to expect consequences. Just like you're free to expect, express your First Amendment right but expect real-world consequences. Unfortunately, the real world is we don't like black people kneeling in our games because it – makes the white people in our stands who pay very nice white people money to our organization scared. So you're going to get fined if you do that. But by all means, freedom of speech, we love it. But just let, just so you know, it's also our freedom of speech to fine you if you will express your freedom of speech. You know, so it's and, a, and, and right. No, it's, look, if you got, it's like oh, let me go one step further. It's like Lauren Laura Ingram's uh, you know, she went off and she started villainizing the Sandy, uh, not the, uh, the the Parkland kids, and um, her sponsors got dropped. She was expressing her freedom of speech. Real world consequences. Sponsors didn't like that. Now that's the good side of expressing your freedom of speech, and there being real world consequences that sort of jibe with society's, you know, morals or you know the way things should be. But here is sort of the flip side. It's like it's the same paradigm but it's flipped it's just like okay you can do that but just so you know um we're all billionaire white people <laughs> and we take exception to what you're doing um and until we get the heat put on us for finding you we're going to just do this right and and thank you for for actually looking at it from the other side i do appreciate that and it's true it's like if you got a neck tattoo that says you know I ride with Satan and you want to get a job like as a greeter at like, you know, a high end hotel, it ain't going to fly. Right. Y you know, um, and I, I remember being a little frustrated, like, you know, in high school or college because I had the the flowing locks that, you know, I, I could I got looked at a certain way, you know, for for looking like that. People just would assume it's like, you know, I was some pothead who couldn't handle the register in a puppet genus. Well, that's not a bad example because I work there. But no, and it, and it is. But the thing is, where it's just, they spun it into, they completely turned around. If they were just doing this, um, if this was just happening and people, I don't want to say just accept it. I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. But if they didn't make it about military, and, and they, they literally took the focus off Black Lives Matter 
and made it black people hate the military. Yeah. Like, like they, they completely shifted the narrative. Not all black people. Just those sons of bitches. Just those sons of bitches. But Fire them! And I'm not even... Right, but that's the whole thing. It's like, you know... <laughs> and, 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 and I know, I know. It's it's like, well, what if Obama did it? Type thing. But what if it was, what if, what if we're like, all all the white people decided I'm going to kneel with my, you know, my 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 brothers wearing the same jersey with me, or my brothers in the, you know, the football like players association. Would it be the same outcry? My yeah, right. My guess is that this is obviously fresh because. There aren't any. We're we're not even in the preseason yet. We're not even in training camp yet. This is this is just out of the box. We're hearing about this coming down from the NFL. This could all change in a week. This could change in a month, where they backpedal or whatever, and they'll probably do. Will feel the heat from the uh, the uh, from the public saying, "Look, what that's a douchey move, and we're gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna stand for it." You know, they they make they may feel the heat or. In the coming months, or maybe even if this this if this um, new policy goes into effect and is enacted on game one or week one, you may see protests en masse saying, you know, look, we're not gonna we're not gonna stand by this. And I don't know, I don't I don't know the inner workings enough well enough to to think like are the players' unions gonna be against uh, you know I. I, I are the players' unions going to, if the players all decided to kneel and, and, and take fines, how is that going to affect their relationship with the owners? Like, I don't know how political it gets inside. I don't know if well, they could afford I mean, to do that. Oh, God. This is going to hurt, Joe. <clears throat> wow, you're right. It did hurt. Oh. Um, <clears throat> oh. The Jets owner said he would pay for any of his players' fines. Uh, Joe? You are so brave to have said that publicly. Hold me. <laughs> the Jets owner has come out. The New York Jets. I have to stop hating the New York Jets? Right. What the fuck, dude? I mean, first it was J.J. Watt. That right? First it was J.J. Watt uh, rescuing people in, from Houston... During the hurricane, and then offering to pay for the funerals of Son all the of kids he, what, who were shot down. You have no right to make me school. not hate you, JJ Watt. Right, prick. Right, and but now, now we have to. And now we have to. But yes, right. Looking at the Jets in a positive light, <laughs> it hurts. Right, it hurts. <laughs> J E T S Jets. <laughs> I don't want to be alive. <laughs> oh, so that's. What the hell was that? That was like a fever dream. I don't even know what that 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 Ooh. wasn't even like a segment. That was like, a, like a an acid trip. Right. right. That was an acid oh, trip. Oh, it's funny you say acid trip. Uh I'm giving a shout out to a to a new current listener, my good friend, um, AJ. <clears throat> Mr. Price, and <laughs> he hates the name, or the price is right. Uh, but anyways, I'm, I'm going to Connecticut yesterday. He calls me and goes, hey, don't be offended by this, but you're probably the guy to ask. Do you know a bunch of good songs or a really good song about drug overdose and, you know, like, you know, drugs fucking everything up? And in my head, I instantly flashed to the Dan Cray catalog. <laughs> 
But then honestly, I'm like, no, you might want to go with this, go with this. No, go with the Butthole Surfers Avalanche, which is a great, great, great song about drugs. Uh, but then, and then I'm thinking, uh, I live, live for Iggy Pop. You know, you can either go with The Passenger or Lust for Life. Probably one of the great fun facts, sidebarring. Lust for Life is all about his heroin addiction. But it's such a fun poppy song. I got a lust for a life. And I remember yeah, seeing that. Yeah, they Carnival Cruises. Carnival Cruises. And I'm thinking, really? Do you want to? You, you, you boys in the room want to listen to the first verse or the second verse? They but, cut that part out. But I went with, uh, I went with. oh, my God, wait. No, Jim Caro, People Who Die. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, you know the Basketball Diaries? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's Jim Caro's life. It's his life story. He, uh, at the same time, being a blue chip high school basketball player pulling tricks in order to feed his heroin addiction, he goes on to be a punk god in his song Lust for Life. And then he's reading it and he's like, oh, my God, because he just started a new class last night. He's taking a summer course at Dean. And he's like, this is why this is all I needed. Might I suggest Huey Lewis in the news? I want a new drug. No, you might not. How dare you bring Huey Lewis? If it was just all about the news, I'm good with it. <laughs> that son of a bitch, Huey Lewis, and the same conversation with Iggy Pop. I'm so glad he can't hear this. And Jim Carroll. How dare <laughs> too soon yeah how how dare you and then it was funny because it's like i was at the basketball game with another kid from the pirate we went down to check out uh WNBA game and i'm like uh i'm like hey so how's the paper coming you you know you get to the timothy leary part and he's like oh my god the teacher just was talking about timothy leary it's like dude, you can't say lsd without the sentence before it being timothy leary or the paragraph after talking about timothy leary but um so anyways, so so we've talked about all those uh, sons of bitches. We talked about, you know, first world problems. I'm not going to make a big thing out of it, but I've already did the fuck you NFL. And I think I've had a couple fuck yous on this show. Uh, fuck you, my pool. First world problems, white privilege. I we When we were looking for houses, we saw about 60. None of them had in-ground pools. We didn't want a pool. We didn't want a yard. We get this one. Last week, it was professionally cleaned and opened and then it rained and now it's turned green and then we got all these chemicals to treat it um it's 90 degrees today but it's going to take three days and we got to go back to store and figure out how this pump works it's like it's the money pit everything i didn't want about a pool but everything because my boys used it one day like two weeks ago when it was freezing but it first got cleaned and opened and two days later they could go in it and now it's it's become the money pit that I was afraid of. You got to put chlorine in the water. No, you do not put chlorine in the water. This is a saltwater pool, oh. which is supposed to be lower maintenance. Eh. Except, like, even in, even our neighbor and our neighbor, it's like, holy crap! It's like when we bought the house, we would have paid twice if we knew we had would have this neighbor who would just not ask if we need help, but just come on over. It's like having my dad right next door. Cool. Uh, he really is really which really dad? Yes. <laughs> Episode four, Daddy Issues. Check it out. Don't 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 check it out. <laughs> let, 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 me, let me summarize. A lot of tears. <laughs> A lot of for Clint memories. Ninety six uh, tears. You, you want to see the impression of my dad? <laughs> oh, if we only had video. Um uh, my dad's dead, so I folded my hands and put my head back, pretended I was a coffin, and see. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I it's like anyways. Your pool. Wow. Much more problems. <laughs> exactly. So wait, 
you have a dead pool. Oh, see? See what he's done there, folks? Uh, they saw. They you can't... don't have to ask them. What do you expect them to answer to? Yes. A- on Twitter? No. At the OptiGrabber? <laughs> at... It's not the OptiGrabber! OptiGrabber. OptiGrabber. Which, yet another reference to... The Jerk. Uh, and then the Jacques Four on Twitter, which is a reference to... Bobby Orr. A jerk. <laughs> sorry. You, oh, that, that was a softball. Oh, I think I sorry. Yeah, no. Want to cut that and do it again? No. All right. No um, cutting. But now it brings a time to everybody's favorite part of the show because it's not me talking. It's not Joe talking. It's our defunct sponsor of the week talking. Hi, I'm David Letterman. Tonight on Late Night, we're presenting our first anniversary special. And to celebrate, I'm opening up a can of really fine champagne. Won't you join me? All right, so last week we gave a shout-out. This week, as we're sitting here pleasantly talking, the John Taylor Fertilizer Hockey Organization is playing its first game at the Scottsdale Classic. We wish them all the best. Um, Maybe some of them will be listening to this podcast as they are driving home uh, Monday morning. JTF. 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 so, yeah, so if they make it to the playoff round of the finals, it would be on Monday. So on their flights back or their drive back with their families, I'm quite sure All-Star Tommy has his cranking because there's nothing that teenage girls love more than our podcast. And nothing more appropriate, to be honest. Go back to the opening joke. <laughs> so I'm sure. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but I'm, uh, but my, 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 hope, my hope is that you know, it's one of those things. I hope they do really, really well, but it's like... Don't, not too well. You guys aren't going to have me back if you do. Uh-huh. You know, it's like one of those. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm quite sure Tom Brady, you know, wouldn't have minded like two years ago if the Pats went one and three or two and two <laughs> without him. But, you know, um, but I'm hoping they did well. And I'm hoping I have as many points in the tournament as John and seen. Um Tomorrow is a fourth home game for the Massachusetts Pirates. I will ask you again. You mean last Saturday was? Two days ago. And what a game it was. (laughs) Don't spoil it. (laughs) Um, I haven't watched it on Nesson yet. uh, But you can watch it on Nesson this Tuesday on Nesson Plus and on Wednesday on Nesson. Now I will talk about the WNBA. Uh, My friend Kip... Uh, who I've talked about before was my contact with the Phoenix Suns. He was a VP of Game Day Operations. I booked a lot of games with him, uh, with the Suns, with the Phoenix Mercury, and with the Arizona Rattlers. And now he bounces between doing game up for the Golden State Warriors and your Connecticut Suns. And so we have this new kid who's our in-house our, or in-stadium MC. Like, you know, he does the fa- – he's in the stands doing the f- trivia with the fans and, you know, all that kind of stuff, all the on-the-field stuff with the kids and between timeouts and stuff like that. Um, you know, he also works with a baseball team, but I wanted him to see what a real game day operation looks like. So we went down to the Connecticut Suns. Fantastic. First of all, the basketball itself, the games are four 10-minute quarters versus four 12-minute quarters. And the final score was still 102 to like 96, 97. Uh, a lot of great stories. Like there's, a, you know, one sister who plays on the Suns and one who plays on the L.A. team. Um, the end-the-game stuff was really fun. Their, um, their dance squad, funny, you know, because cheerleaders is so 1974. I mean, it's it, – it's, and honestly, 
again, you know, we're not going down that rabbit hole, but with today's actual official arrest of Harvey Weinstein and stuff like that, I think the times are a changing. Uh, cheerleaders, not very useful. Um, dance teams are awesome. If you get like a dance team that is like a coordinated, choreographed dance team that mixes in a little gymnastics, a little parkour, a little break dancing. I mean, it's like those show. Like there's an NBC show, like a dance off, like American Idol for that. I saw oh, the like, Fox show. Was it so Fox? You th- so you think it can dance? I mean, when you see that stuff, you're like, man, that is awesome. Have no desire to ever try it. Do it, but it, it it is great. I'm more of a solid gold dancer guy myself. When you bring back those sparkly short shorts, we'll start talking. All right, next podcast. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but so the thing is, their dance squad, like long pants, like, you know, dancing pants, but long pants and like T-shirts. There's no belly button showing, no like cut out shoulders. Um, and they were part of the hype up squad, but their dancings were fantastic. They were literally like minor league circus ole, you know, more, more circus ole. So you think you can dance than pom poms boobs. Like a girl. Right. I have nothing against pom poms. Certainly have no. nothing against boobs. Well, you do. You're safe. <laughs> Joe, I'm just going to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> that you laugh at? I guess. <laughs> but uh, I have to fill the dead air hey, somehow. You know what I like about big boobs, Joe? Everything. <laughs> big boobs. <laughs> you know, uh,. You know, and, and just now you sidebar me. I, uh, the, who, bo- the boob tangent. Who, oh, no. Who, who was the comedian who I recently saw said, you know, obviously a woman came up with bra sizes. Because if I was making bra sizes, a D would be an A. Right. A <laughs> C would also be an A. I think a B would be a B. You know? <laughs> anyway. But, uh, but, you know, it was great because it's like. Still listening, ladies? The, the, the game was fantastic. The athleticism was fantastic. But my buddy Kip really does the in-house show. Um, one, one, one problem that the Mass Pats are having or the National Arena League is having, the games are three, three and a half hours long. It's killing. I mean, last game, I had three friends, you know, three couples with their kids come all while the leap by the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter was fantastic. Great comeback by the other team. Goes to overtime. Fantastic game, and we had a small crowd that was even smaller because they got forty five minute ride home, and you know the little ones are are out. You know, I mean, are out. This game, maybe if they weren't like having the refs confer for forty five minutes on whether or not the field goal was actually two points or three and a half or whatever the hell the rule is, you know, and, and that's one of the problems that the NFL was having. The NFL, it used to be the games were at one. And four o'clock, and, and and like clockwork. I mean, you could count the number of times on one hand in a season that you would miss the first couple minutes of the four o'clock game because it bled over. Right. Uh, but now, the, now it's one o'clock and four thirty. Yeah, they they've just conceded that half hour. Uh, this game was a, a tad under. Two hours and ten minutes. Maybe it's all those TV timeouts that the mass pirates are taking. It's true. And I just <laughs> cut one for quarter. I did. I said that. I'm like, this. well, it's, it's because we schedule those. And then, like, the last couple games, it's like the last game at home, uh, there was a play. And one team threw a challenge flag, two to three minutes to review it. They had a play, had a second play. That second play got challenged, two to three minutes to review it. Had a play. 
The next play was challenged. Like they had three challenge flags, each of two to three minutes long, for five five plays with a running clock that should have taken four <laughs> minutes off the clock instead. But yeah, so the NBA, I, I was like, honestly, it was WNBA. WNBA, sorry. I mean, it was. Fa- and here's the other thing: like after the game, the players stayed on the court. And, and I don't know if they do this in losses, but they had like mini footballs, and each one of the players, like you know, you know, and the and the crank of their arm there, like against their body, like had like 10, 15 mini little basketballs that they walked around, like throwing into the stands to the fans and stuff like that. Cute. You know, it, I mean, it's, I mean, it, they're going after families and not yeah. going after the people that the Celtics going after. Uh, I was amazed. It was an older crowd. And I guess on Saturday, it will be a little different, more family centric, but this is the Thursday night game there, but still uh, loud, you know, but the game day ops, you know, my friend Donnie, it was fun. You know, my buddy Kip tells him when we meet in pregame, it's like, hey, if we got a lead towards the end, I might want to do a skit with you. Because the kid has like, you know, some little acting chops where they're, they're going to put him in the next part of the stadium and he's going to hold up a sign kind of near the L.A. Sparks bench that says, you know, big Los Angeles Sparks on it. And the mascot's going to come, grab the sign, push you down into the chair and put another S next to the S and lost to make it lose Angeles Sparks. Uh, it. It went so fantastically well that when Donnie was walking back to the section I was, somebody stopped and goes, you know that mascot pushed you, and you could probably sue the team. And it's like, A, really? <laughs> really? That's 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 your takeaway. My takeaway. Okay, you go ahead. But they sold the deception that well that somebody actually thought, slip and fall here. Oh, is that a banana peel? My takeaway is that you think lose is L O S S. No, well, you know, loss. Sorry, sorry. But you know what I mean. No. Shut it. <laughs> it was fun. I can't believe I'm talking about the WNBA, but there you have it. Um, can they, is there any way that they can rake in where the real money is made? The degenerate gamblers. You know, now that gambling's well, it's interesting. They, they of all teams, well, now they are in a casino. They play out of the Connecticut Suns, play out of the Mohegan Sun. Mm. And now. The San Antonio WNBA team just relocated to the home of my Stanley Cup playing Las Vegas Knights. Hey-oh. So they are in Las Vegas too, but now they just you know made it like gambling legal, like for states to kind of decide on their own. That's when the real fanship will start to rise. Is when people can start you know losing college funds on the WNBA games. Well, it depends how much junkies, but yeah, because. They just started their season. The NBA wraps up within the next two weeks, and the WNBA goes to the end of August, beginning of September. So very possibly it will be interesting to see, like, how the—I don't even know if, like, it'd be interesting to look into it if, like, FanDuel and stuff like that have those daily, you know, things with them. The last thing I'm going to talk about under sport, um, we covered the fuck you, NFL. We got that covered. Did we go over that? Did I see on the list? Was yes. That, okay, good. Good. Just making sure. Because uh, the CTE, you know, so some things I forget. Um, fuck you, Tom Brady. So let's review. Kraft fucks up and makes Hoodie get rid of Jimmy, the best-looking quarterback in football, Garoppolo, uh, because the 41-year-old Tom Brady wants to play till he's 80, and looks like he can probably play till 43, 44, 45. He starts becoming a real douche nozzle with his TB12 shit in the middle of the season and the Tom vs. Time stuff coming out in the playoffs. But now, for the first time in his career, 
he's holding out. He's not showing up at training camps. He hasn't been at the OTAs in the spring and the fall. And now, now you're going to force him to sign you to a huge contract. And and that's always a mistake with franchises. And that's what Hoodie knew. It's like you don't pay a 41-year-old player for what they've done. It's what they're going to do. And again, two years of Tom Brady at A – versus 10 years of Jimmy Garoppolo at a B with great coaching, I'd rather take the 10 years. And I'm not – this isn't revisionist history. I was very clear on this. I think, you know, when they write the final chapter of this era, it it, Kraft, who left Hoodie alone for 20 years, his his biggest fuck-up is what brought the team back to mediocrity. And now this in-house drama. But also – you know, because Gronk has become a disciple of Tom, and now he also goes follows the TB12 method, and he goes to the same Guerrero. You know, his, his Scientology type, you know, snake oil salesman. Uh, he hasn't been showing up at the training as well. So, mm. fuck you, Gronk. Fuck you. And I said last, I said in this off season, fuck going, you, Gronk. Fuck you, Tom Brady too. Fuck you, Kraft. <laughs> fuck you, NFL. I couldn't have said it better myself. But at least I'm going to talk about it for 10 more minutes now. So, <laughs> so fuck all of it. And like I said, going into the draft, it's like, you know, Gronk's on the wrong side of his contract. You know, he had – this is the first year in six years he played all 16 games. You know, but somebody, some idiot, some some Oakland Raiders, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders, will give you a first-round draft pick in the top 10 for him. Get rid of him. You know, I, I mean, do I love Gronk? Do I think he's going to be great this year? Hopefully, but he is the one hit from being done. So that's it on sport. Okay. Unless unless you have some burning sports thing you like to get off your chest. The Boston Celtics are playing basketball pretty good. Over. <laughs> what what game is going on tonight as we're speaking? As game six. Look at you. And they're playing? The basketball. No, wait, okay, they're not playing the Houston Rockets because that's in the Western Conference. Who the fuck are they playing? Oh, man. Uh, I'm showing my illusionism. Mm, I don't know. Yes, you do. You're <laughs> oh, c- kick yourself. Uh, come on. It's uh, a couple of Bridesmaids. No, not Oh, I got Cleveland. Yeah, but who? What? What movie was LeBron James last year with the? Oh, Trainwreck. That train was two wreck. years ago. Trainwreck. Yeah, and he was great in that. He, was re- he? he no, he was. You see it? I saw it. He was not great, but he was pretty good. He was LeBron James in it. Which is great. Well, he was funnier than I thought. Like, literally, he was more defacing, you know, than, than I kind of thought. Uh, okay. I mean, really, I mean, he was carried by Bill Hader. Don't get me wrong. Are we reviewing Trainwreck three years after its release? <laughs> We're doing a whole sideshow about the jerk. <laughs> no, but that's, that's too, like, it's too soon. Oh, okay. You know, right. My mistake. Yeah. My bad. Uh, so, so we're going on sport, which brings us to... Your favorite segment, one year later, the random video game review of the week. No, that's good nerdery. (laughs) I'm going back old school. I'm going back to the... He's going back old school. He's going back to the future. He's going back to my Nintendo Entertainment shelf. And, um... Shelves. Whoa. Shelf. Oh, it's a shelf. They're all sitting on one shelf. Yeah, There's five rows of video games, <laughs> but they're all on one shelf. Yeah, all right, so I'm going to guess which one it is, and it's not Metal Mech. Is it Metal Storm? Is it Metal Storm? Did it's I? No, you're, you're in there somewhere. Wait, oh, 
Oh, it's um. And as I'm looking at, I'm like, did we review this? Um, it's um. Hmm. I, uh, is that metal mech? Uh, is it metal? Is it metal mech? Am I looking at it wrong? I give up. I don't know. Oh, it's Metroid. Yeah, we did re- review we'll this. Do another one. You want to review it again? No, Metroid's fun. I don't know. Go ahead, grab another one. Ugh, I love it. I love it. He's gonna go grab another video game. Not that one. That's a load-bearing game. <laughs> Join the club. So he pulled another game off the shelf in, in the same row. It's an L game. Uh, it's not. Uh, let's see. It's not. Oh man, I need glasses. You have glasses. <laughs> uh, is it? No, that's not it. Legacy of the Wizard is up there. Is it Legend of Zelda? No. No. Um, no, that's way over there. Legend of Kage? No. Is it Legend of Kage? I don't know. Oh, yeah, it is. Legend of Kage. Uh, I reviewed this one, too. It sucked. The review of the game. <laughs> yes. This whole segment blows. Oh, I'm torturing every everybody. I'd be dating it. hey So now he's going to pull another third game. Oh, this is great. 51 games later. And by the way, each week... We haven't done a Nintendo game every single week, so, you know. I'm not sure we haven't done this one either. And if we did, I'm going to grab one of the handheld. Like, uh, Where did he pull it from? Let's see. It's from the... T- ah, okay. Uh, the fact that just looking at the space, <laughs> you can tell which of the five rows across or five rows... I mean, know, it's pretty densely packed. I mean, it's not rocket science. But it's not Balloon Fight. But of course, now see these are stacked horizontally, so that he could have pulled them out of order. Baseball? We did this one. Why do you suck? I don't know. I'm going to pull not, a game. Look, all right, Joe's going to go pull a game. <laughs> you know. Oh, no. I, and, and, and seriously, it's like 52 in. We we're bound to have a couple repeats. But what are the odds that there's three? Because there's 270 plus games over there. So. Laws of averages said, after I pulled two that we've already done, that there couldn't possibly be a third. I'm kind of bored with this whole thing. I'm looking at all my games and like, I don't know. Let's do pressure lock. No whammies, no whammies, big money, big money, and stop. Oh, let's hope. If this is a fourth game... Then I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do a review of one of your many Ghostbusters station <laughs> wagon. like Station wagon. That's an ambulance, sir. Uh, oh, gee. Uh, it's another L game. It's not Little... Is it Little Mermaid? No, it's not Little Mermaid. It's not Little Nemo. I give up. I'm so bored with this, I don't care anymore. Load Runner. Uh, I think we did this too. <laughs> I'm pretty Review sure. It. Review it. It's a one of those games from oh. Nintendo. It's based on a computer game from the early '80s. It was on like the Commodore 64 and MS DOS and old stuff. Maybe it could have been on Atari too. Maybe it was too advanced for Atari. Uh, you have to go around uh, one of those single screen or scrolling back and forth type screens. Uh, where you're this explorer 
and you have to find gold, but you have to also avoid little creatures that are in the cave with you, and you climb ladders, and I think you dig holes for the creatures to fall into. You know, you rack up points. I think you clear a level by getting all the gold in that level. It's really... And then uh, if this is, I think, one of those games where you can create your own levels and design your own levels. I don't, it was popular in the 80s. Well, that seems pretty advanced for an 80s game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go what, figure. What would you give it? Uh, has it got a nice beast? I can dance to it. Uh, Put on those short shorts. You can hit to anything you hey want. Hey, now. Uh, I'd give it, I guess, I'll say four stars. What would Pat Contry, writer of author of the NES guidebook, give it? He gave it four stars. Probably, you know why he gave it four stars, or how I knew he was going to give it four stars? Because you remember from yes, the last review. from the last review. So uh, I'm not going to even read it. Do you remember how much you would pay for it if it wasn't already up in that collection? Um, Keep I'm, it in mind, it's a four star game according to Pat Candry. Pat Candry says um, four stars. I'm going to say that. You would purchase this on eBay, if you were insane, for $7. Here's the insane thing. $17. $4.04. However, brand new. Oh, wow. What, brand. Would, you, what would you pay brand new? Oh, a new any, any new NES game is probably like like brand new, like never been opened kind of thing. Brand new, in the package, not uh, yeah, Oh, 50 bucks or something like that. How about... Nine hundred fifty-three and eleven, what? like a bit. Like that's that's what it's being. Bid oh, for. that's like one douche. That no, can't be. The items sense. no longer available. Oh, I see. It's one of these, one of these graded games. There's a thing called the Video Game Authority or something like that. They they put them in these. What do you call those? Um, these clear plastic containers. I forget what it's called, but they're vacuum sealed and. They give it a, a grading as to like almost like how you grade comic books. Uh, it's kind of a scam, but they're encased in carbonite essentially. <laughs> like you can't get to the game, nor would you want to if you're a collector because it's all right. You know, if it's a sealed thing, you're basically just trophy hunting. It's like, oh, it's on my shelf. It's never been opened. I don't even know if the game works. Who cares? It's just the fact that I have an unopened game. Nine hundred forty-nine dollars. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, somebody bought it for a thousand bucks. Good for them. Not me. Um, do you have... Uh, now we'll move on to your other favorite part. Anything on Netflix this week? What did I watch on Netflix this week? Not a whole lot of... A lot of Super Mario Brothers YouTube watching. No, I don't know. Um, oh, you, yeah, we already talked about the toys that made us part two that actually is coming out today. So we have to catch up with that. Um, no, I have no no Netflix. Does it come out today, or did it come out? It came Saturday. out. It came out Friday. Friday right. Yeah. I I and I don't know. I got nothing. You got nothing. I got no because I saw Deadpool. That was it. Like my only viewing of stuff because it's a game week, so I haven't really had time to sneeze. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, my wife. Uh, she teaches my wife. My wife. My wife. She teaches uh, at college, so she's off for the summer. And she had a really, like, grueling schedule. She's kind of burnt out. So she's just vegging out. And, like, you know, she does, like, uh, cross-stitch and stuff to kind of, you know, pass the time. And for the past three to four days, I have not been able to take advantage of our big-screen television because she has been watching nonstop. I think it's on Netflix. Blue Bloods? No, almost. <laughs> Uh, from season one, episode not, not one. NCIS? Yes. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Which NCIS? No, the first one. Okay. All yeah. right. 
Yeah, the, no, yeah, the one with the the, the girl who just left, Polly Perrette, uh, who you don't know because you don't watch NCIS, but the Mark Harmon show. Yeah, so I I didn't realize this. You know, she's up to season three now. I think there were like eleven seasons or twelve seasons or something like that. All of those shows. Yeah, they're like, and you know, the guy who did that show is Donald Belisario. He's the guy who produced Magnum PI and Quantum Leap and Magnum PI, which is coming back. Yep, uh, he produced Jag. Um, but he's like one of those, like, it's one of those shows where it's like producer, Donald Belisario, executive producer, Donald Belisario, and then co-producer, you know, Sean Belisario. And then everything's like, you know, you see like eight Belisarios in the name. I think the kid on the show, like the younger guy that's on the show, uh, is his stepson. So it's like, it's so incestual, but that's, you know, hey, man, what... What are they, run, run in the White House? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are they, the Trumps of television? <laughs> but this guy, I mean, but they, but yeah. Trumps they, are television. Oh, no, they're not. So, but that's what my wife is watching, NCIS. So I, 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 I guess, have been watching <laughs> NCIS for the last three days. And are we rating it favorably? Uh, on the blue blood scale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, you know, I guess it's a decent show. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I don't know. Hey, I'm more of a Bones guy myself. I, yeah, I hear you. Skin and Bones, if you know what I mean. Why, thank you. Uh, hey, look, I'm not going to go right back into it. We barely talked about Blotus, but I did want to mention uh, the North Korea thing, as of now, is off. But... But today, Joe, as you and I sit here, and I don't know why we're sitting here and not on our computers, ordering from the White House website <laughs> the commemorative coin. Right. It's still for sale. Of course. Like, they haven't pulled it down. The fact that they're selling, I mean, the fact that they're grifting this much in front of you. I put the summit together so that I have something to go on the, uh, what are those, uh, TV... An infomercial? The home shopping network. Oh, yeah, right. Like he's like he's you know, she's wearing a Flotus hat selling this coin. And even though the the thing is off as of now, uh, they're still selling the coin. It's like, dude, how just how just and uh, nothing. Anyway. Well, have you heard about the Make America Great Again swimsuits? They have a handle on the crotch. Wow. I walked right into the propeller. <laughs> I walked right into the propeller. Um I heart you. Happy anniversary, sweetheart. Happy anniversary, <laughs> my sweet love. Uh, parenting tip of the week. So we are going to watch uh, to do the jerk today, and you know I've bought, I bought. I'm trying to think, and I'll bring this up in the show. I don't know how many times I've bought the jerk, like you know, <laughs> on the different DVDs, and then you move, and then it comes out. Um, but I finally bought a, on Apple TV, and I decided, you know, God, I haven't seen this movie in like. Months, so <laughs> so I buy it. How does it hold up months later? You know, seriously, not dated at all. And so my little guy, eight, is in the room, and I'm like, and I take a picture as a, as it starts, like when when the mom comes out with his with Navin's birthday dinner, and I I do a freeze because every what every couple years, two or three years. Like, I show up with a tab and a tuna fish sandwich and a couple Twinkies for it. Like, I did this on this show, and I stopped off, and I got Twinkies and a tuna fish sandwich from the gas station and a tab, to which you proceeded to eat the tuna fish <laughs> sandwich. Regrettably. <laughs> yeah. Um, has anyone ever eaten a tuna fish sandwich from a gas station ever and thought, <laughs> well, that was a good idea. This this worked out. It's all good. Um 
And, and so I took a screen grab and I'm like, I know, no screen grab. I paused. And I'm like, hey, dude, look, you know how Papa and you are. You asked why I got the tab because when I bought that joke. 12 pack of tab it sat in the cabinet in our kitchen for a year wow. um but anyways and then i'm watching it with them you know but i'm thinking you know i was about it came out in 79 so i saw it you know when i was 10 11 11 12 but times have changed kids were older young and the opening scene when naven's dancing and it's like you know i was raised a poor black child <laughs> and he doesn't have the rhythm that the rest of the people in his family do. And my little guy asked, how come he doesn't dance very well? I'm thinking, uh, you know, just because I saw the jerk when I was 10, my parenting tip of the week is maybe he shouldn't work <laughs> only because there's no right way to explain it. Right. You see, son, you're white. And the stereotype about us, <laughs> we can't dance. Now... Your cousin Jimmy can dance very well, and he's white. He's also gay. So there's an ex- so and I'm like, how deep does rabbit hole do I want to get with this? So I decide, you know what? Why don't we watch Thor Ragnarok again? Good move, <laughs> great move, I say. That's my parenting tip of the week. Just because I watch something at ten years old, like Blazing Saddles, and the jerk doesn't mean he should. Yep, you've learned. You're evolved. So that I don't have a parenting tip as usual because bad brother. I, I have a congratulations for you. Uh, not only is it our anniversary. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, uh, you my, have to congratulate me. I'm not guessing your congratulations. Joe's son has graduated high school. Yes. Presumably. <laughs> <laughs> I think on paper. You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's like he's won the Super Bowl, but they haven't handed them the trophy yet. So, okay. you know, he's... He's there. Revel in Chip Boy's accomplishments. I will. Uh, every day I do. Good. Yeah. As you should be a prop papa. Yes. I mean, who else could teach my little bastards chopsticks? They haven't learned a damn thing yet. <laughs> <laughs> Play piano! <laughs> Play like a professional piano player. Come on, you're my meal ticket out of this hellhole! <laughs> you see this? This is sad. <laughs> What's it going to be in 100 years? It's going to be sad! We're getting a truck. We're making one trip. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what was that? Another, uh, another Sam Kinison. I'm blaming the CTE again. <laughs> Which I would too, but explain what that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go on the NFL website and find out. Anyway, uh, so thank you for, thanks to our listeners for one whole year, presumably, of listenership. We thank you. We can actually literally thank each and every one of you we because go. we can name. Go ahead. Name them all by name. Oh, let's see. We'll start with Floor. Uh, we'll start with our wives. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the all-star Tommy's, this guy at Blacks, the Biffs, the Richard. The Jim. Uh, your sister listens. She does? Oh, I thought you said my sister does. Oh, yeah. Thank like you. Like Cam. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe AJ. I believe going for it, a lot of the people from the Pirates, you know, and stuff like that. You know, I to our listeners, I'd say we, could, we couldn't we could have done this without you, but- We probably would have. We do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but check check out The Jerk if you- uh, are, uh, Well, it's funny because, you know, it's The Jerk and, and you and my management made the same joke. It's like I said, hey, we're going to do a Jerk podcast tonight, to which she said and you said. <laughs> I think we've done 50 of them. <laughs> uh, 
lastly, Joe, um, I'm looking forward to doing the jerk thing. Happy anniversary. And don't forget, Joe and Jacques. It's Carnival Personnel. Joe and Jacques. To their wives, this show is their personal hell. Well, the show sounds the same every single week. Pats are great, Trump is lame, and Joe barely speaks. Who you think still listening? Who you think still listening? Besides Jim and Biff, yeah. And don't forget Richard. Here's a random review. No one cares about you two, Joe and Jacques. Joe and Jacques, Joe and Jacques, Joe and Jacques.